We're rolling. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to another Saturday at noon, and you know what that means. It's the Mega Strange Podcast! Yes, you're here with Derek and Johnny for a very special, very scary episode today. Uh, last week, we missed an episode, and I'm only bringing this up because... I got so many emails that were like, did you guys die? We're so good and so consistent that people physically thought we died. Yeah, well... People um, people were concerned when we missed the episode. You know, today we're talking about skinwalkers. And we had to take... Maybe we were replaced. We had to take an extra week to do this research because there is such little information out there about this subject. I was actually scared. Once we started getting into it, uh-huh. because I was worried we wouldn't be able to do an episode because it was so hard to find information. But don't worry, everyone. We had a major breakthrough. I went from knowing nothing to knowing everything. Well, I'm not going to say I know everything. In fact, I don't know if I have even scratched the surface, Shit. but I have I have a narrative. OK, I have a story that I think will illuminate much of the Skinwalker lore to everyone at home. And I'm excited to share it. I think people are going to like it. Yeah, I actively tried uh, to not look. I, this week, I don't have any research because I thought it would be more interesting because I, I didn't really know much about Skinwalkers to begin with. And I was like, maybe it'd be better for me to go in blind and have you kind of uh, sp- spin your yarn. Yeah. Is that the right term? No, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of research. We've been flexing our cryptozoology bones and muscles here at the Mega Strange Podcast, everybody. And for all the Mega Strangers out there, if you want to flex your cryptozoology bone, sign up for Cryptid Crate and use the discount code MEGASTRANGE to get 25% off your first month subscription or 50% off the sampler pack. Uh, Cryptid Crate. Yeah, link is in the description. Yeah. Uh, it helps us out a ton. And uh, for people who got it a couple months ago, you got some Mega Strange merch in the Cryptid Crate. So we're great friends with them. Check them out. Hell okay, yeah. so Skinwalkers. Uh, we've had a lot of people request this episode yes. for a while. I've had some people tell me um, they're scared to hear what we're going <laughs> to talk about because for some people, this is like the scariest Um that's crazy to really uh, think about subject, that. Subject, subject. Uh, I oh. guess that we would cover here. What were you going to say? Yeah, I, to me, I, I don't like. I, I've, I kind of learned a little bit about skinwalkers through just osmosis. I, I grabbed a couple videos that we can throw to me whenever, and I, I'll, I'll show you some, the some of the stuff I found. But um, yeah, personally, I think like, like Mothman was the scariest to me. I uh, I actually fell in love with Mothman. Yeah, me after too. We did our episode. I think I went uh, from a, you know an unknown or somebody who knew nothing about Mothman. Yeah, to Mothman is like now my favorite of all the things we've covered. The cryptids. I, I understand why uh, Skinwalkers are scary. They almost kind of remind me of maybe I'm completely off base here, but they kind of remind me of a, a really good like Goosebumps story. Well. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I uh, picked up that theme. Yeah. I, mean, I read a lot of Goosebumps story. I I'll, I'll explain further once you get into okay, it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I do want to give a disclaimer for today's episode because okay. Skinwalkers and what we're talking about today, they come from the Navajo culture. Yes. And it is, uh, from what I understand, part of the spirituality and religious beliefs of the Navajo people. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be speaking about this subject as outsiders to that spiritual belief. Yeah. And, you know, from what I learned in my research, the Navajo people are not eager to share this information with outsiders. It's not something that they like to talk about. It's um, something very serious to them. That's why it was so hard to come across information. So, you know, with that being said, I feel like, we should just say that up front that we're aware that there is this yeah. stigma and kind of the secrecy uh, around surrounding this topic of skinwalkers. But I feel like we have already covered world religions here on this show. Yeah. We've, we've talked about Christian demons. You've mentioned Jewish demons. We talked about angels and aliens. We've talked about the Bible. We've talked about cults. 
Heaven's Gate, spirituality, yeah, witches, vampires. We've covered it all. Yeah, we've talked about like different countries' versions of of the same type of cryptid, and and uh, you know, like La, La Llorona and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I we're we're a really wor- worldly podcast. Yeah. So today's stories, uh, some of them are going to be supernatural, some of them are going to be hard to believe and fantastical, but there's also going to be parts of our own American history and heritage and things that really happened to the Navajo people that I feel like have to be discussed when mm. you're talking about skinwalkers because it's all intertwined. Like I said, there is a story here um, and there's a history here and we're going to kind of dive into that. So with that being said, I'll try not to get political. Johnny, try not <laughs> to get political. I don't want to know what skinwalker you're voting for to be president or I'm actually going to get political on this episode. I oh. have some Fox News uh, sources and clips that I'm going to be showing. So I didn't know that you can look forward to that. I have a lot of surprises. Okay. Let me tell you, me too. I have some good stuff. Let me tell you the, the prelude to my story today. So we're going to talk about skinwalkers. Mm. We're going to talk about the Navajo people. We're going to talk about the origin of skinwalkers, how you become a skinwalker, how you fight skinwalkers. But then we're also going to talk about the region of America that, um, they're from. And we're going to talk about a place called Skinwalker Ranch. And we're going to get into uh, uh, a story involving an eccentric billionaire, paranormal investigations, the United States government, $22 billion in funding, and all of this surrounding Skinwalkers and Skinwalker Ranch. It's going to be a wild story. Okay. I'm excited to share it with you today, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. This is the Mega Strange Podcast. Ooh, long intro. <laughs> this is it. Uh, so, how are you feeling? You, you- uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I, I, got, I grabbed a couple videos. I also grabbed a video on how to defeat Skinwalkers. So if we get too scared, we can watch that uh, so we know. Uh, in the future, if we ever come across one. So I take it out. um, Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. I actually don't know much about, you know, Native American culture, Mm. heritage, religion, anything. Either do I. To be to be fair. Yeah. um, It's kind of sad. I realized in doing research for this, I realized how little I knew about Native Americans here in America. Like, yeah, in the American school system, we only really learn about Thanksgiving, which is, I think, very false. Did you know that like and not accurate to what actually happened? Did you know that like all of the states in America are named after uh the tribes? Really? I thought there Bro, was like the, like there's like New York, which I thought was like York was a another place. Well, there's that uh, yeah. not not all the states, yeah. but a majority of them like Illinois. Okay. Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyoming, you know, Minnesota, these are all like uh Native American words and names of tribes and uh yeah, just in doing my research for this, I I learned so much about history and wars that America had fought with these tribes. And it was really a fascinating story. So let me give you some backstory about um, the Navajo people. So there's generally this uh, common theme of the number four showing up in the Navajo belief system. Stories usually have a span of four days um, or it'll be a story of four beings, or it'll contain four elements as part of the story. So the number four is always arising in the Navajo culture. That freaks me out. Why? Uh, my friend Chris, shouts out if you're, you're watching. He, oh, uh, I don't know why, but his whole life he's obsessed with the number four. Yeah. He well, we'll it, have to do an, um, he, an episode on numerology. He puts up. it in usernames. He he says it like follows him. Like he always has a weird connection with the number four. Interesting. And that always has freaked me out my whole life. Well, then this episode is going to freak you out. There are a lot of fours in this. So in the 1944 book, Navajo Witchcraft by Mm. Clyde Cluckhorn, he states that um, the Navajo actually divide their witches into four different groups. Okay. These groups are known as witchery, sorcery, wizardry and frenzy those are all uh dark souls things the the (laughs) distinguishing characteristics uh between these different variations of witches are in the details for example one specific type of witch relies on using objects to transmit curses this would be referred to as the frenzy way 
However, in most contemporary accounts, skinwalkers are often um, considered to be practitioners of what is called the witchery way. Okay. The witchery way. Witchery. So what is a skinwalker? Uh, The skinwalker is uh, an ancient Native American legend, and it takes on various forms depending on the tribes. But in the Navajo lore... Skinwalker is referred to as something called the Yinaldushi, and it's a kind of like wicked sorcerer or a medicine man, really. Okay. Um, and they can transform into or disguise themselves as an animal. The skinwalker is kind of like a type of harmful witch who can, um, who's considered to be the most volatile and dangerous type of witch in Navajo lore. Okay. This is really surprising to me because, uh, my perception was that it was like a, like a evil spirit or something. No. So I didn't know it was like a, a just a dastardly let me wizard. Go, let me go off book here a little bit. Yeah. So here's how it works in my research. Magic in the Navajo culture is, uh, what they refer to as medicine, right? So they're medicine men, would be these shamans and they would be these practitioners of this magic and anything that was wrong with you would be considered something to be, uh, to have to do with like a spiritual imbalance or basically all forms of medicine were considered magic. Right? Mm -hmm. So you have these medicine men and the belief in the Navajo system is that medicine men should be trained in all forms of magic, good magic and black magic, dark magic, evil magic, because it's going to be their responsibility to fight off evil spirits and, and ward them off. Okay. The skinwalker is the medicine man who has become corrupted by absolute power. It's the medicine man who's basically gone Sith. He's decided that the dark way is the way that will allow him or her, but it's usually a man to gain things for himself. Basically he's using these abilities for personal gain. This goes against the Navajo culture of community. And there's this major question. What caused, because skinwalkers are an entity that is, there's a lot of them. It's not just one person. There seems to be like this ongoing community. What caused the medicine men to turn their back on their fellow Navajo and embrace the life of the skinwalkers? What caused that? There was an event that happened, but we'll get to that later. Okay. But but so that's the background. They're, They're medicine men who have become corrupted by absolute power and they use their dark magic for nefarious purposes and they could you said they could transform into animals and stuff yeah i'll okay. we'll get into okay. that how does how do you become a skinwalker right um take note so as i already mentioned they're like healers and spiritual guides um but <laughs> hold on i don't want you to look at my notes here <laughs> So in order to become a skinwalker, a person must be initiated by a secret society and it requires the evilest of deeds. So the evilest of deeds is one term that I found. But, okay. to, but to be specific, essentially you have to do some of the most evil things you can imagine or the most taboo things you can imagine, which would be things like killing your sibling, killing your family member, incest cannibalism i even read reports of like necrophilia ceremonies okay like ultimate corruption yes leads you to be an evil kind of medicine man yeah um but there's also this belief that when you kill an animal and you wear its skin you can um, take on the qualities of that animal. Okay. So in the Navajo tradition, from what I read, it's not, you're not allowed to like wear the skin of a predatory animal, a coyote, a wolf, a bear. You're not allowed to wear those things because you will take on those qualities. So what you are allowed to wear are deer skins, buck skins, and leather, peaceful animals. You can wear the skins of those. Hmm. but these evil medicine men who have done the evilest of deeds, who are participating in these initiatory ceremonies to become skinwalkers will wear the 
forbidden pelts of the coyote, of the wolf, of the bear. They will wear the forbidden pelt of the predatory animal, and they will take on the qualities of that predatory animal. And this is where it starts to get scary. I think the movie The Revenant kind of dives into stuff like this as well. Because it says that skinwalkers can basically transform into the animal that they look like or that they... uh, that they want to. Where where am I here? I'm getting a little lost here. <laughs> uh, the Navajo consider it taboo for its members to wear the pelt of any predatory animal. Um, the skinwalkers are able to take possession of these animals. They can also take possession of human victims if a person locks eyes with them. And after taking control of their human victim, they can force the victim to do and say things that they otherwise would not do. Once a skinwalker has shapeshifted, one way that you can tell that they are not a real animal is that they have eyes that are very different from those of a regular animal. It's said that their eyes are very human when, I, uh, when lights are shined on them and that they would like turn bright red if you were to take a photo of them. Uh, okay. So if an animal seems to have human-like eyes, yeah. that could be an indication that that is actually a skinwalker. This uh, helps a lot of the videos I have. Let's go to the close-up camera. Close-up camera. I'm going to blow your fucking mind here. All right, you ready? Yeah. You want to see a skinwalker? Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Your aunt's dog is is possessed. (laughs) I was going to say that whenever dogs have human eyes. (laughs) Those look like some human eyes. I want to scream. Hey, man, I know why. All right, <laughs> dude. I knew Snuggles was a skinwalker. Yeah. Um, I feel like I somehow glossed over the main thing of skinwalkers, which is that they can transform into an animal and they can transform into several animals. Okay. Sometimes they can half transform mm. where they look like a humanoid version of a coyote. There oh, are reports cool. of coyotes with super like coyotes yeah. that stand on their hind legs, but their front legs still touch the ground. S- humans with super long necks and coyote snouts. Um, Fully transformed or half transformed. That's how you might see the skinwalker out and about. Other powers that the skinwalker has uh, have is the ability to read people's minds, control their thoughts, cause disease or illness, destroy property or cause death. Okay. I'm starting to really understand why the, like the Navajo are really, uh, are, would you say that they're afraid of, of these or is it more of like a... I think that in from Be what I from what them. I understood, it's like just very taboo to talk about this. Okay, um, because it's not it's not uh, acceptable really to talk about death and and dark demonic spiritual things because okay. it's, because it's so serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but people who have supposedly encountered skinwalkers describe a number of ways to know if a skinwalker is nearby. Skinwalkers are known for essentially stalking people, harassing you, terrorizing you. They're not monsters. Mm. They're evil witches. They're evil witch doctors. They're evil medicine men who have the capability to turn into monsters. They have the capability to hypnotize you and control you. They have the capability to kill you and eat you. Uh, this really feels like similarly to like uh, like the modern vampire. I I also felt like yeah. this was similar to vampire lore, um, which is super interesting. Uh, you you know like turning into a bat and all that, all that yeah, jazz exactly. And even in some vampire lore, there's like turning into wolves and and uh, you know other animals. Um, uh, which is yeah, this is super interesting. I'm like getting kind of scared. <laughs> Oh, I did want to say one thing. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. So we talked about wearing the pelts. Mm-hmm. Um, skinwalkers are most often seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears, but they can take the shape of any animal. Um, when they wear the skin of that animal, they can transform into it. Hence the name skinwalker. 
Sometimes they would also wear an animal skull or antlers on top of their heads, which were thought to bring them more power. Okay. Uh, so let's go to the close-up cam once again. We're there. This would be uh, a skinwalker. And that's like a, a yeah. Wearing a, the pelt. A Navajo depiction. I'm not sure where this art came from. You can see the claws are kind of animalistic. You okay. See the feet uh, have animal qualities to it. And then if we're talking about wearing antlers uh, to draw more power, here's another image of a skinwalker. <laughs> Three people in our audience are laughing. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's classic. Skin, I'm not even going to explain it. Skinwalker garb right there. Uh, that's awesome. I, I think that's pre-transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we can go back. <laughs> I had to get back and show that picture. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so how do you know if a skinwalker is nearby? They make sounds around the home because they're always trying to get into your home, such as knocking on windows, banging on walls, and scraping noises on the roof. There's a lot of legends, uh, Navajo tales, of people doing battle with skinwalkers, simply trying to keep the skinwalkers out of their houses. It would be a story of like for four days and four nights they would prepare because the skinwalker would keep returning night after night, getting closer and closer, trying to get into the house. By the way, you can't kill a skinwalker. There are stories. I mean, supposedly. We have a video, but you no, I'm kidding. I should say you can't kill them by conventional means. There yeah. are stories that knives don't pierce their skin. Bullets bounce off of them. You have to use magic to attack them. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of realizing the skinwalker is like, a, you know, for my brain, uh, I'm kind of realizing it's like an amalgamation of like vampire and werewolf almost. Well, like I, I, I'm finding similarities. I, I know these probably predate both. Yeah, that's concepts. what I would say. Not only do these predate yeah. the concepts, they were totally isolated from those concepts. Yeah, that's, they had that's no wild contact to think with, about. The Navajo had no contact with Europeans until like the 1500s or 1600s yeah. when the Spanish came. By the way, that's how they got horses. The Spanish oh. brought the horses over. Um, so they would have no concept of vampires. So we have to assume that this is entirely localized to southwestern United States. We're talking the Utah area. It kind of shows you how, like, you know, primal fears, you know, uh, like, as humans, we have, like, these deep kind of primal fears that come out. Like, they were detached from a whole other society that, that invented, like, their own types of uh, demons and witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just it's, like really interesting to universal. see. Yeah, yeah, to see like. It's, it's hard-coded into our DNA. The similarities. That's really cool. Yeah. In addition to be able to shapeshift, skinwalkers can also control the creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, and make them do okay. their bidding. Some are able to call up the spirits of the dead and reanimate corpses to make them attack their enemies as well. Skinwalkers are described as being very animalistic, even when they're in their human form, like the picture I showed you. And they are reportedly near impossible to kill, except with a bullet or knife that has been dipped in white ash. Yes. White ash. I don't know if it's maybe because I've been just been playing a lot of Elden Ring, but like everything you're saying sounds like amazing video game mechanics, like being able to control other animals and like transform into uh, a lot of Elden Ring yeah. influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of just like, I'm loving what you're saying. I was like, I would love to play a video game, Skinwalker the game. All right. So let's talk about a little place called Skinwalker Ranch. I'm, I'm really excited because when I would Google stuff uh, for this episode, this would come up yeah. constantly and, and I no, didn't look into it at all. This isn't the home of Luke Skinwalker. <laughs> Stole my joke. That's Johnny's joke. <laughs> Luke Skinwalker. Skinwalker Ranch. Where do I begin? So Skinwalker Ranch is located in Utah. And it was uh, bordering a Ute Indian reservation. Okay. And I guess for the past 50 years, there's been an incredible amount of UFO sightings in this area. And also, insane amount of cow mutilations. Have you ever heard the story, like the connection between UFOs and cow mutilations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it in cartoons a lot that uh, UFOs always like abduct cows. South Park did it. Yeah, yeah, South Park did it. You know, there's a ton of cartoons. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot. South Park came out in 1997. Yeah. That was when uh, Skinwalker Ranch was first being kind of publicized 
in newspaper articles in 1996, yeah. one year earlier. And Skinwalker Ranch in those articles kept talking about how UFOs for 50 years had been mutilating cows on the property. I'm pretty sure this is one of the main sources for the cow mutilation UFO connection. You know, you know. Skinwalker Ranch. But is it the oh. UFOs mutilating cows or is it skinwalkers mutilating cows and UFOs just happen to be there? Oh. We don't know. What were you going to say? I was going to say that like in, in the the 90s and early 2000s, there was so much media that would depict like cows getting abducted. And I feel like you don't see that much anymore. Yeah. Which is wild to think about. I, I always thought that was a big trope and, and I haven't seen it in years. So uh, according to the... Skinwalker Ranch UFO reports, uh, the reports numbered in hundreds, and they would include strange fireballs, aircraft um, that range from 20 to 30 feet across to as large as a football field. Mm -hmm. That's a massive craft. Described as round, oval, cigar-shaped triangles, some were glowing green, you know, a lot of UFOs there, typical UFO stuff. By the 1970s, a retired science teacher named Joseph Hicks inv had investigated more than 400 supposed sightings in the area and found that the, that the sightings often coincided with cow mutilations. Um, is there any association here with like uh, crop circles or anything? Not in this story. Okay. So... Uh, in the late 80s, the ranch was acquired by a couple named Terry and Gwen Sherman, and it became known as Sherman Ranch. And these were the people who started publicizing sightings of what they couldn't explain, what they came to know as skinwalkers, and reported, and the name became uh, Skinwalker Ranch mm -hmm. after the Shermans had bought the ranch. So... I think the Shermans, I think there's a reality TV show, right? Like based on them. I'm not sure, actually. There, I, there might be actually on Discovery Channel. Yeah, I when I was is. like searching this, there was I kept getting like see, like Skinwalker Ranch season two. <laughs> so according to Terry Sherman, he says that the very day he took possession of the ranch in 1987, the very day the family spotted a large coyote or wolf on one of their pastures, which soon approached making its way to a livestock pen the large coyote or wolf approached a livestock pen. It then grabbed a calf by the nose and tried dragging it through the coral bars. This would be a wolf. So it bit the calf on the face. Yeah. And, and tried to drag it back. Shit. This is wild animal shit. Yeah. Terry Sherman and his father began to beat the animal to try to make it release the calf, but were unsuccessful. When that failed, Sherman shot the animal with a 357 Magnum at point blank range but still the wolf held on to the calf. After another shot, it released the calf and stood there calmly looking at the men. After a few more shots, the animal trotted off. Amazingly, there was no blood or sign of injury in the animal, and the men followed the tracks for about a mile before they suddenly ended as if the animal simply vanished. Here's another sighting. A caretaker making repairs at the ranch said that he began to hear loud laughter one night coming from the sheep pens. Laughter coming from the sheep pens. Thinking he was alone, he went to investigate and found all of the sheep huddled into the corner of the pen except for one. There was one lone ram separated from the group that was standing upright and laughing in a human manner. A ram standing upright and laughing. After, That's some A24 shit. After the ranch hand locked eyes with the laughing ram, he saw that the eyes were not that of an animal, but very much like that of a human. The animal then casually got down and walked on all four legs and left the pen. I'm imagining it doing the Abe Simpson, like putting on the hat <laughs> and walking out. <laughs> One more story from Terry Sherman. Okay. Uh, he had plenty of them, but he said that one night when he was walking his dogs late at night, he reported hearing vo voices that spoke in a language he didn't recognize. He estimated they came from about 25 feet away. He couldn't see anything, but his dogs went berserk and ran away into the house. So we can assume that's like Navajo voices. Okay. So 
He buys Skinwalker Ranch in 1987. Mm. He he has all these stories, whatever. They're just stories, right? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. Maybe he's just making it up. Yeah. But what happens next is well documented. Um, after years of these stories, the Sherman family started speaking out publicly about these claims and newspapers started interviewing them and they started running stories about the Sherman ranch in Salt Lake city, the Utah Deseret news and, uh, Las Vegas Mercury and various newspapers from that area, right? Utah, Nevada. Um, well, the Shermans were planning to sell their property because obviously they don't want to live with skinwalkers. And I do. Um, a man named Robert Bigelow, a millionaire businessman and a believer in UFOlogy, had read the newspaper articles about Skinwalker Ranch and offered to buy the property for two hundred thousand um, dollars. It's kind of like a Jimmy Page situation. Yeah. Contingent on a non-disclosure agreement with the Shermans that they would not talk about Skinwalker Ranch anymore. That they, they did. He made it. them sign NDAs. He, he, he made them wow. sign NDAs. He then began to establish a compound with high-tech sensing equipment, PhD level field investigators, scientists, security detail, which guarded the property 24 hours a day. The investigators were tasked with collecting evidence, interviewing witnesses, and searching for explanations for the paranormal activity going on at Skinwalker Ranch. Now, this sounds like the Discovery Show. <laughs> it gets crazier. Yeah. It gets We have evidence of this. So, Bigelow seeks government funding. Um, in 2004, Robert Bigelow changed the name of his organization and replaced it with a company called Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies which was even more secretive and was apparently working on projects uh, towards getting a government sponsor. Who is this guy? It seems like he has unlimited funding. And I mean, I guess he's, he's requesting government funding, but like to be able to buy this ranch out outright initially, he, he must have money. Yeah, he did have money. I'm not quite sure who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's even creepier to me that this, there's like a man who who was able to acquire this and Set all, set all the stuff up. Um, yeah, well, basically, I kind of want to skip ahead here mm. because Bigelow got the money. Oh. Over the next several years. From the government? $22 million were allocated to Robert Bigelow's program to investigate the claims at Skinwalker Ranch. There's no way he, he was uh, like he had to have lied a little the bit. The shadowy program was largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, the Nevada Democrat, who was the Senate majority oh. leader at the time <laughs> and had a long interest in space phenomenon and was also a longtime friend of Robert Bigelow. Oh. Let's go to close up camera. He had his he had them in his pocket. Here is he the had the Fox, politicians. Here's the Fox News headlight. Harry Reid sent money for UFO research to his billionaire friend, Robert Bigelow. <laughs> it happened. That's crazy. Skinwalker Ranch was funded for $22 million by the United States government. I want to hear Tucker Carlson talk about Skinwalkers. The information about the funding of Skinwalker Ranch was not disclosed to the public until 2017, five years after the program had ended. <laughs> the program was closed in 2012 after it became... Uh, concerned that the public might learn about the program and see it as a misappropriation of taxpayer funds. So you're telling me that the Democrats think there are skinwalkers around. Well, let me show you. I can't do a Tucker Carlson impression. Uh, so with that... It kind of became Ben Shapiro. It did kind of become <laughs> Ben Shapiro. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm losing my place in my notes here. I'm kind of all over the place. I'm well, if around. you need some videos to pad out your look in... Let me just let me just tell you one more. Yeah, thing yeah. Here. So uh, the reason I jumped around here is because a lot of this sounds like bullshit, right? But not really. Well, Robert Bigelow is real. We know he got the money from Harry Reid. We mm. know he bought Skinwalker yeah. Ranch and got twenty-two million dollars from the government. But what we don't know are the claims of Skinwalkers real. Do we have a reputable source about these claims of Skinwalkers? Yeah, I think I do have one. 
Oh. There is a guy who worked for Robert Bigelow named Cole Kelleher. Um, Cole. Yeah. And this guy wrote a book about Skinwalker Ranch. Here's his picture right here. Colm Kelleher. We can go to Colm? Yeah, Cole? his name is Colm. C-O-L-M. Okay. This guy Looks like is a pretty a legit normal dude. man. Let me read you his credentials. He has a PhD in biochemistry from the University of Dublin Trinity College. Okay. He spent 35 years of his life working in a wide variety of diverse careers. Between 1991 and 1996, he was an immunology research scientist at the National Jewish Center in Denver, Colorado. And between 1996 and 2004, he worked for the National Institute for Discovery Science team at Skinwalker Ranch. Um, He served as... Oh, gosh. He served as... He served as laboratory director at San Francisco biotechnology company Prozetta, where he led teams of scientists in executing Department of Defense contracts to discover drugs that would fight the Ebola virus, Rift Valley virus, um, and other diseases from around the world. Um, yada, yada, yada. He works for Simon and Schuster. He's, he's just a big guy okay. in, in the government world. Real person, right? Real credentials. Smart guy. Well, on March 12, 1997, Dr. Colm Kellner claims to have spotted a large humanoid figure perched in a tree on Skinwalker Ranch. Detailed in his book, The Hunt for Skinwalkers, the creature was 20 feet off the ground and about 50 feet away. He said the large creature lay motionless, almost casually in the tree. The only indication of its beastly presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. This guy says he saw a skinwalker. He's a doctor. And he's a doctor who works for the government. Yeah. Um, all right. Definitive. Do you want to hear the Skinwalker origin story or do you want to show some videos? I would love to show some videos. Let's get to it. All right. So I'm glad that we, we put this uh, segment here because I feel like it's a, a lot of what we talked about. Um, if there's anything you want to save towards the end, let me know. But okay. I think we can kind of just rapid fire here. Uh, so I just want to say real quick that TikTok was like exploding with content here. Apparently Skinwalker there are some skinwalker experts on TikTok. Yeah. I've heard that. So this is a video of some deer uh, that I don't know if you'll be able to see it that well, but I I can kind of point it out. Always hunt with others. Never alone. Something isn't right with this deer. Spooky bitch. Spooky bitch. It's like mouth is kind of like a gape. Um, this could be a not deer. Yeah. We've talked about that briefly. We haven't really covered it, but mm. there is a supposed creature out there that are deer imposters. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're skinwalkers. Okay. So spooky bitch, dude. Spooky bitch. <laughs> All right. Next one. That one is creepy. Oh, uh, so this one, this one's fucked. So yeah, the do- dogs just using the fucking door when no one's home. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my. Got caught using the door like a human. Dude, they got. <laughs> we we already know dogs have human eyes. Exactly. You want to go to the next one? Yeah, of course. It's funny. I I, I collected a lot of these last week, so I, I I'm I'm kind of not remembering what I have here. Um. Oh, this one's cool. I might have to explain this one. Fake sound. You think so? It's a bait. It's so scary. Yeah, right? Ugh. Don't go in there. <laughs> Don't go in there. This is where the skinwalker is. So... He's hearing a baby crying, but this house is abandoned. So, like, that's Whoa. terrifying. Like, 
Uh, I don't know if we got into this, but what I kind of found in my research is that the Skinwalker is able to like change its voice. Yeah. I don't know if that's more of a modern take, but that was in a a ton of videos I found. Luring a victim unsuspectingly. Yeah. Those are all the videos? No, no. I have way more. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a little news one. So I found this. Yeah. This is a supposed picture of a skinwalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are half transformed. Uh, do you want me to say this one? I can come back to no, it. No, go for it. Let's play it. It's kind of a longer. I just thought it was it's funny. It's a strange alien-looking creature prowling in northern New Mexico. A Facebook picture circulating yesterday sure has a lot of people up there worried. The post was shared thousands of times in just hours and had a lot of people uttering the word skinwalker. A well-known legend <laughs> in Indian country. I just really like the editing of this. <laughs> That's fucking Skinwalker. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, the editing on this is so good. Geologist. That's him. This is it. The next day, the geologist suddenly quit. The story spread like wildfire. People saying, seriously freaking out. Yikes, I'm driving through there wow. tomorrow. This is, this is the news. Yikes. Well, the news is always yeah. quoting Facebook. <laughs> oh, uh, this might be hard to hear. I'll crank it, but uh, I'll have to edit uh, their audio. But uh, this is this scared the shit out of me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crank it. I don't know if you could hear it. You hear that? That could be Bigfoot. That's a baby. That's a loud roar. Yeah. She looks scared. Shoulders up like meh. Yeah, so it kind of just does that over and over again. But yeah, like... uh. Yeah, this person just, uh, I found this on Reddit. They said they were just out hunting and they just heard that scream just happening over and over again. Wow. Okay, let me uh, let me continue with this story here because okay. I have one more thing and then you can finish off. Sure. Let's save some videos yeah, yeah. for the end here. Um, so, there's this question because skinwalkers are this group or society of corrupted medicine men. Yeah. And medicine men are supposed to be healers and protectors of the community. So the question is, what caused the medicine men to suddenly choose to go against their tribe Mm. and use their powers to actively harm or torment their own people and to become skinwalkers? What caused that? There's a couple different theories. So... One person, uh, or one, th- one origin story, I should say, that I found was this story or idea that the first time the medicine men ever crossed that barrier to the dark side was to fight uh, off the oppression of the Spanish conquistadors. Okay. When they first came to the Americas. Um during the time of the missions and the Spanish conquest here. Mm -hmm. So that would mean, you know, this, the, the tribe is facing annihilation from this invading army and they have no other choice. And they start doing this dark magic as a way to, um, fight back this conquering, um, army. Right. That, that was the first time, but then there's this thing, this event that I found out about, And I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it really happened, but I think it might have happened. I think it might be real. Okay. It's called the Witch Purge of 1878. And this is an event where the Navajo people, almost like the Salem witch trials, started hunting witches within their own community. Let me give you some backstory. Um... During the Civil War, there was a military campaign against the Navajo people led by a, a general named Kit Carson. Okay. And Kit Carson. Kit Carson. And Kit Carson 
joined with the Ute Indians to wage war on the Navajo people. And they ended up doing something to the Navajo people, which has come to be known as the Long Walk, where essentially they rounded up all of the tribes of the Navajo people, 25,000 people, and they forced them on a 400-mile walk to Fort Sumner. Okay. Uh, There's a... uh, a, a a Native American story about like New Jersey, about how like uh, this uh, Native American person told this guy to like walk as much in one day and whatever the, the, the distance he walked would be, uh, he would own that land. Yeah. <laughs> and the legend is that like he walked all of New Jersey and uh, that was, you know, the, the formation. I never believed it, but I just, it's weird uh, that there was like a correlation of like well, the, the long walk. You may have heard and, of the Trail of Tears yeah. and people being displaced, um, but the the long walk of the Navajo is something I'd never heard of, where basically they were sent to Fort Sumner, which at the time was referred to as Bosque Redondo. Okay. Um, people were forced to walk for 400 miles. They weren't told where they were going. They weren't told how long the walk would be. They were just told one day, get up and start walking. There's stories of people being sick, the elderly, children, falling during this walk and dying in the road. Shit. There's stories of American soldiers shooting people who were too weak to go on. Um, all kinds of brutality. This was really heinous. Yeah, that's They that don't teach terrible. you this in American history, but this actually happened. They should. This is what the U.S. Army did to the Navajo people. Um, they forced them to go to Fort Sumner, and they basically locked them in this fortress for four years. And guess what? The Navajo people suffered there as well. Bad, um, bad water, failed crops, illness, death. They went from 25,000 people to like 2,500. Like 90% of them perished. After four years, the United States government realized that this was a mistake, that this was never going to work. And they allowed the Navajo people to return to their homeland. During this time at the Bosque Rodondo, Fort Sumner, the Navajo people there who had been on the long walk basically felt like their gods had abandoned them. They basically felt like their life, the, everything they had believed spiritually for, for years and years and years and generations and generations, it all kind of got thrown away. Okay. You know, loss of faith. It's said that during this time, many members of the tribe turned to shape-shifting to escape their terrible conditions, right? So again, I want to make it clear, the long walk of the Navajo is a historical event that really happened. Mm -hmm. There are stories, paranormal stories, that during that time, supposedly, people used the magic to turn into skinwalkers to escape from that event. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe those stories are true, maybe they're not. I don't know. But there's stories of Yeah, I mean either way, I'm sure like I don't know how much I want to say, but uh like if you're in hard times and and, yeah. and you you know of this story and you want to it like give you comfort to know that like hey, if I wear this certain pelt, maybe I could you know move yeah. on. So um, after they left Fort Sumner and did the long walk home, mm. people, they felt like it, all of the witchcraft, they felt like their hard times continued with them back at home. They weren't getting their crops back. They were still suffering. They were still dying. And they said that because so many people in the tribe had turned to witchcraft and had used the skinwalker magic that they were still being punished. And that is when the tribe initiated supposedly something called the Witch Purge of 1878. Um, it says, let me read this report. Sure. Some people claim that this is when the people who had the Navajo magic to shapeshift or practice the illusionary arts crossed over in mass from helpful to the Navajo to completely against everything their society stood for. Apparently things were going bad when the Navajo, when they were forced to leave their homeland and move to the Redondo, the Bosque Redondo, they were starving, miserable, sick, they believed their gods had abandoned them. They started infighting among one another. The people would eventually, who would eventually be called skinwalkers started to be blamed for the bad turn of events. 
Before, they had been useful in many ways, and they had helped their brothers and sisters when called upon. Um, But now, a tribal leader named Manuelito led a witch hunt against these skinwalkers, killing them in mass. The skinwalkers, who somehow managed to survive the massacre, now hid the fact that they could shapeshift, hid the fact that they knew magic, etc., and started training in secret, away from the peering eyes of their tribesmen. A rift formed due to the betrayal, and the skinwalker practitioners vowed revenge. They also did things opposite of good magic and practiced what would be seen as blasphemy and only passed down the secrets among trusted family members. Okay. That's where the rift happened between Navajos and the skinwalkers. All of this is reported in a book called The uh, Witch Purge of 1878. And Johnny, I was telling you in my research. Yeah, yeah. This book is extremely rare. Can we go to the close-up camera? Sure. Look how much this book costs on eBay. I don't know, can you, I don't know if people at home can yeah. see that. There's the eBay page. $1,352 yeah. to and buy this book. <laughs> there's no image for our audio. There's no image. $1,300 to buy this book. Jeez. You can try to find PDFs of this book on online library, but it's all like Stanford Library. Harvard Library, and none of it is available for the public consumption. I tried to find a Reddit post of Reddit historians, and the person asked if the witch purge of 1878 actually happened because there's such little information on it, and all the posts were deleted. If anyone out there has this book, I don't, I don't know if they would, but... This book is very mysterious. I was able to track down some reviews of the book from okay. people who supposedly read it. Apparently, the book is only 33 pages long. Here's a review from Amazon. It's only 33 pa- It might be like a manifesto almost. Here's a review from Amazon. It says, being half Navajo Indian and raised in Michigan, I was greatly surprised to learn about their belief in witchcraft. My father has lived on the reservation all his life, and he validated everything this author talks about in her book. I had the great pleasure to finally meet this intelligent, interesting, remarkable, and pleasant woman a few years ago. She took the time to talk to me about Navajo Indian and autograph my books. What a wonderful read. The review from goodreads.com said it was a very short book, a little challenging to read, but it was packed with information. Not something you find in mainstream bookstores or even online for that matter, but I really wanted to read it and I needed some good research material and this was it. I'm assuming this is like self-published and maybe just like, you know, hand printed. Um, I think it was published. Uh, I'm, I don't think it's self-published. Okay. I found a hardcover copy of it from years ago. It's just a rare book. Yeah. Um, but the people who have read it seem to validate its authenticity. And I pretty much summed up the story for you about Manuelito hunting down the 40 skinwalkers. Did the witch purge of 1878 actually happen? I am inclined to say unironically that I do think it did happen. I think that that witch, I'm not yeah. saying whatever about skinwalkers. Are they real? What, whatever. I don't know. But I think this event in the same way, the Salem witch trials happened. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think the witch purge of 1878 actually happened. So I'll leave you with this. Kit Carson employed the Ute tribe to help round up the Navajos and send them on the long walk. It is thought that the tribe, once the Navajos once allowed to return to their homelands, um, put a curse on the Ute tribe for their previous transgressions. And since that time, skinwalkers have plagued the Ute area or the traditional lands of the Ute people. I could see I could see the wheel spinning here. The Ute believe that skin the skinwalker presence in Utah is in the Uintah Basin that ex- and that their presence extends back at least 15 generations. They don't believe that skinwalkers live on Skinwalker Ranch but rather hide out in a dark place called I'm sorry, hide out in a place called Dark Canyon which is located nearby. Okay. So if you are in Utah, don't go near Dark Canyon. Don't, is, uh, dude. That's not where you want to go. I kind of want to go now. That's not where you want to go. Stay away from Dark Canyon. That is the history of Skinwalkers. That was extremely interesting. That is. This is like our most ASMR episode too. Like I, I felt like I was lulled into like a scary relaxation. That was everything I could find about Skinwalkers. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but you still have some videos yes. to show us. 
Probably it's, from the Dark Canyon. Yeah, Dark Canyon shit. Here we go. Uh, By the way, before oh. we get to these videos, and these videos are going to be awesome, hey, do us a favor. If you like this show, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Instagram at Make a Strange Podcast. Yes, please. Uh, you know, hit that notification button and share this episode with somebody that you think will enjoy it because uh, we need all our mega strangers out there to help spread the word so we can become the number one spooky podcast on the internet. All right. Let's, one, baby. let's check out these videos. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a skinwalker or not, but it really irked me. I may have shown this on the show before, but it's, I, I thought it was too good. This person gets visited by a skinwalker. Hello. She wants to come in and does that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's talking about the eyes. There you what go. The fuck? Get that thing out of here. <laughs> Dude, I talked about the eyes. I talked about harassing you yeah. in your house, tapping on the windows, yeah. showing up in the windows, banging on the walls. That thing's fucking skinwalker, man. Okay, this is I I don't, I'm not sure what the what the F this is, but I need your take on this. Because a lot of people were saying online it's a skinwalker. See the, the face right here? That is gnarly. You see its eyes? No. Yeah. Oh, no. What is that thing? Get the is. white ash. <laughs> yeah. Burn some white shit. We got to dip our bullets. Yeah, Wait, it's fucking smiling. Yeah, look at that. It's fucking oh, smiling. Oh, I'm having goosebumps. This is <laughs> awful. Oh, fuck that. Thing. Yeah, it's looking oh, at the camera. Dude, you. I don't like that. Fuck. I wish. No. Where's it going? Whoa, it like fully walked away. I, I never I never watched huge. I never watched the end of that. That was terrifying. That is officially the scariest video yeah. we've ever seen on I, this. I show. agree. That thing we've talked about. By the way, a lot of this reminded me of the Michigan Dog Man. Yeah. Same qualities. Is the dog man a skinwalker? Are dog men or canine people related mm. to skinwalkers? I can see that. It's always a wolf or a dog or something. I don't know. That thing was scary. That if that wasn't a skinwalker, that was a dog man. Uh, that, that ooh. So I got a video now from TikTok on how to kill skinwalkers. Please, so can, I need it. We can I learn need, how to kill that hope. fucking thing. <laughs> I need something. This chick is here to help us. The five possible ways to kill She's skinwalker: a... find a shaman who knows good magic, so he can return the skinwalkers' evil back to them. Use bullets okay. dipped in white ash from the white ash or go. white oak tree. But this will not work unless they hit the skinwalker in the head or neck. Like okay. werewolf lore, they are vulnerable to silver and stab it through the heart with a silver weapon. But the most effective way that I could find is to find out its true identity and say its name to his face. The skinwalker would then slowly wither and die over the course of three days. However, the Navajo believe that saying skinwalker or anything about it will invoke it to appear. And oh although God. we can joke about it, it will be no laughing matter when it reveals itself. There you go. You I, did learn read, name. I did read that talking about skinwalkers causes them to show up, which is why we probably shouldn't. have. Yeah, we're going to we're, we're cursed. Interesting, though, that she said it would die at, uh, over the course of three days and yeah. not over the course of four. It, oh, yeah, yeah. The four. I, I would forgot think about it that. It would be a four day thing, but maybe my research is wrong. Sheets probably knows better than I do. Um, I found an image here of a uh, someone's. Uh, camera like a screenshot from a webcam okay uh that people believe is also a skinwalker um yeah so i don't know if this is fake or not but yeah over here in the corner that thing behind the tree with the yeah. hood on yeah it's not this isn't a video or anything it's just a oh, screenshot picture. well that's it looks like a tree a birdhouse to yeah me. like it could be that could be anything that's not as scary as the other one but this kind of gave me the chills a little bit seeing the like just the white of the eyes or whatever that is i'm still thinking about that other video yeah that video is uh, scary i have to watch that one again um i don't know I will say a lot of people had theories on what that was. What? And I don't, do you want me to tell you? Cause it might ruin the, what the other thing was. Yeah. Oh, please tell me. A lot of people think it was an elephant. An elephant walking around. Did if they it, not verify where the video was from? I, yeah, I couldn't really find much information, but, uh, I, I have a couple walking around. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a couple skinwalker memes here. If All you, right. If you want to see what the youth of today is saying about skinwalkers. Okay. Me looking through the window, holding a fully loaded 12 gauge with the coyote standing on two legs calls my name outside <laughs> when the coyote yeah, yeah. On two legs calls my name outside. 
you know, good shit. <laughs> Here's another one. I like this one a lot. Me butt naked with a gallon of Vaseline. The skinwalker I've been chasing through the woods for seven days. <laughs> four days. Yeah, four yeah. days. <laughs> if this said four days, it would be on point. Uh, and then this is the final meme I found here. Me watching the deer outside my house that's been bashing its head on a rock. Stand up on its hind legs like a human and walk off into the woods. Yep. There you go. Kevin Smith shouts out. That's funny. Uh, I feel like I, I'm going to have to make some skinwalker memes for our you Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, yeah. Because I, well. I have the knowledge. You do. Um, and I definitely will be doing that. Hey, that's our episode for today, everybody. Thanks for watching. We Thank have you. a new episode every Saturday at noon, and we have our hotline episodes every Tuesday as well. Call us up if you've seen a skinwalker. Tell us what happened. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Call us up if you've seen anything strange and tell us what happened. We're going to listen to your story and we're going to comment on it every Tuesday on our hotline episode. We'll be back next week with another mega packed, mega strange episode. Thanks for watching, everybody. Keep it strange. Keep your eyes to the sky. You are the mega strangers out there. We love you. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.